Yeah, I just fell in for Woody. Welcome to Fool's Rush to London, your former Swindon Town podcast, now devoted to, to jumping at the earliest opportunity to talk all things Charlton Athletic. I'm pleased to say joining me tonight is Charlton's newest set of merry men. Of course, <laughs> we are only joking. Despite Ned sporting his new team's uh, colours, and uh, both Ned and Woody sporting the, uh, the new designer backgrounds, we are strictly here to talk all things STFC. Uh, let's start with the usual introductions, uh, starting with a man who I must say is looking very slight this week. He's been working very hard. Uh, hello, the much lighter Big Time Ben. Hey, five feet. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Good. Thanks. Looking for my impending move to chat on anytime soon. It's uh, <laughs> can't wait. Get Getting the fitness in, are you, pal? Free oh, yeah. Get a fitness test coming up. Step good up luck. a level and all that. Ben Garner's made the call and I've told the club my intentions of moving on. Judging by the kit he's uh, opted to wear tonight, um, Mark is set to become the latest uh, English player to move to the Bundesliga. How are you, pal? I'm very good, Stephen. How are you this evening? I am very, very well. Thank you for asking. Uh, Ned, you appear to have already defected. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you seem very happy about it. Well, I would just wish I could buy a Swindon kit for a tenner, but there we go. <laughs> um, someone who refuses to defect and is still repping the fool's rushing backdrop. How are you, Craig? Yeah, nice to see you, Fifey, to see you. Nice. Very good indeed. Uh, a little ode to something coming a little bit later. Um, Woody, I'm not even going to discuss. I'm still heartbroken about your background. Yeah, I'm just waiting to get a quote for a Cholton thing to come on my Fools Rush In shirt um, <laughs> as well. Um, but Cholton's a shithole, though, to be fair. So I'll be back in, I'll be back soon. Are you suggesting that Charlton's a shithole you want to come home? Yeah, that's right. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, I am absolutely delighted to say that joining us tonight, making his Fools Rush In debut, you all know him best as Ocus Road. We now know him as Nick. How are you, pal? Welcome to the show. Yeah, doing really well. Um, not worried about Charlton. The only thing to say about them was one of our best games we ever had there in the old uh, playoffs. No, absolutely. Uh, it is an absolute delight to have you on. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm buzzing that you finally made it on. Look forward to the, uh, the nuggets of wisdom you're going to impart on us <laughs> and look forward to hearing how excited you are for the upcoming season. Um, Let's start, if we can, guys, by talking transfers. Um, and let's start with players in, because it's been interesting. Normally, there's a, a relative buzz about players coming in. And somehow, you know, we've signed, I believe it's four, four players since we last met. And I've never seen a, a, a collective, more generally negative fan base than we seem to the Swindon seem to have about signing four players in a week um so if I try and remember them in order we signed the young forward um Oscar Massey um who is very much along the lines of this sort of statistical based signing he, he seems to have a very good pedigree at youth level and he's one to develop for the future then we signed um the winger um Tyree Shade um, who spent last year at Warsaw. Um, and it's interesting, um, we, 
about Tyree Shade because we also signed Reese Devine's the other one, isn't he? That, that's yeah. a bit of time at, at Warsaw. And I know Ben's mentioned this before. You, you do get a gauge a little bit from how previous fans talk about it. And it's fair to say the Warsaw feedback has been a mix of negativity to just outright salty comments. Um, there's been nothing positive really said about either of the two players. Um, in between those two signing, we also got the, the goalkeeper on loan from uh, Middlesbrough, mm-hmm. Sol Bryn, I believe it's Bryn. Um, so yeah, four, yeah. four incomings in the last week. Um, a lot of young players. I know Lindsay did the uh, the interview for, for the advert recently where he said experience will come. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been quite negative feedback online, Ben. What's been your thoughts to the four players coming in? I'm going to put my happy clapper hopper on them for a little bit, but I don't think it's necessarily that bad. Um, the, Good. Uh, I'm really excited. Yeah, no, if we look at Reese Devine to start with, now he, he has come in for some stick from a, a lot of the Warsaw players. He played eight games with them and was injured quite a lot of the time with it. And he'd been put, played in a lot of positions. Um, St. Johnston fans reasonably quite happy with him. Um, because he played in the in Scottish Premier League, he played some Europa games for them. And I thought he did all right. Uh, he's young, he's, also he's 20. The one that comes from the Man United Academy, isn't he? Yeah, one from Man United Academy. He was at Man City, then he got transferred to Man United through academies. So he's obviously got a little bit about him. I think it's one to he may not initially start straight away and be our first choice left I back. I don't know. He may well be, but um, I, I think being 20, I think he's someone who's got plenty of potential. Um, so I'm I'm willing to give him a fair crack, a fair chance. Um, obviously, you can't tell anything from YouTube videos, but the YouTube videos are you know it make him look amazing. But then I also remember some player called Cascal, someone or other, having an amazing YouTube video and got signed for it. Um, the other one, um, what's his name? Shade. Shade actually thought the feedback actually was in pretty good. He was one of the brightest sparks in quite a weak uh, Walsall team. Uh, quite a very attacking player, can play fullback. I think he's going to be our uh, replacement for Egbo and has all the sort of attributes of an Egbo did and is very attacking, very pacey and tall. Uh, so I think he could do well. And the keepers had quite good reviews. It's a start. I think experienced players come later on in the window when they sort of miss out on championship um, on league one moves and stuff, then, then we pick them up. I think a lot of the negativity is brought on for who our manager is and that we've decided to employ from within. And that's not what everyone wanted, especially after waiting two weeks. And also we look at Bradford and we look at Warsaw and we now look at Stockport who have made some good signings recently. And other clubs seem to be making sort of like marquee signings and we haven't yet. And I think the fan base are getting a bit tired. Well, that's, uh, a, that's, an, interesting, that's an interesting point, actually. And Mark, I'll bring you in. Um, clubs making marquee signings. Um, Don Telford one was, was an interesting one, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought it was quite a bizarre signing, to be honest. I mean, to leave Newport, who are you know, sort of perennially um, up and around the, the the sort of playoff positions, to then sign for for, for Crawley. And I'm not, I don't want to be disrespectful to Crawley, but I can't see them on the basis of one marquee signing being in a position to challenge. And also, Dom Telford's only had one successful season, really, from a goal-scoring perspective. Um, and was probably propped up more so by his teammates. And you have to have a good team around you to get the goals, as any good goal scorer will say. Do Crawley have that? I don't know. Judgment's out on that one. I mean, let, 
I'm not going to take it away from the fact that you know he was top of the pile last season as the uh, as the league's top goal scorer, um, and anyone would be you know trying to you know make a signing of that calibre. I mean, if if we'd do have signed him, we've all been you know. Do you think Swindon even looked at it? No, I don't think he fits within the um, um, the, the remit of the type of player that we're after. We want young and hungry players. And, and Ben, just to echo what you were saying with regard to to, to Shay, Divine, Massey. All of those players are attacking players. Okay, if you go by what um, Scott Lindsay's been saying about playing fast tempo attacking football, Divine and Shade are incredibly quick. Massey is meant to be incredibly quick, um, and with McCurdy as well. I, th- I think the team is you know has a, a lot of pace on paper. What that turns out when it comes to uh, to filling the holes, I don't know. But yeah, okay. Certainly interesting stuff. Uh, Woody, let's bring you in. What have you made of the, uh, the acquisition so far? Um, well, I, I've been quite impressed, to be fair. I think that I don't really understand the kind of comparisons to Bradford and Crawley and all that. And the reason being is because, from my knowledge, from what I know, none of them have actually spent money yet. They're all free transfers they're getting in. Um, so it's, yeah, I just think that, we need to be careful when we're saying, "Oh, they're making all of these change. They're getting all of these transfers in. They're not spending any money. They just got, they just got the wages, um, you know." And that's not to say that we're not going to do it. I think we're jumping on the pack. Not we're. Uh, there's a lot of fans that aren't, but um, <clears throat> I think a lot of fans are jumping on the bandwagon too quickly to assume that we don't want to spend any money. Um, that's not the case at all. I think I can't remember who said. I think it was Ben that said it. That a lot of players the more experienced ones don't come available until a bit further down because especially if they're tied in with clubs already they're probably still signed until the end of June um so we don't actually hear anything whereas youth players tend to start looking around June which is probably why we've signed what we had Talford although it's a surprise signing for Crawley he probably was signed mid-May anyway um they just couldn't announce it so it's um yeah, I'd, I'm not panicking. I think what we've done is we've recruited where we were really desperate. Um, you know, we did need a left back because if we didn't get Tomlinson back, the only option is to put Ellis back there. And Scott's already said he wants Ellis in the eight. Um, we needed to replace Kessler Hayden slash Barry. We've done that. Um, and we needed to replace Egbo and we've done that. So whether those guys were all three of them will start and obviously the keeper is the keeper. You know, we needed another keeper. Um, but you know, whether we, you know, whether those are all be starters come the end of July, who knows? But it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm relatively positive. I, I thought we might have brought in one or two more last week, if I'm honest, um, just because, and this is probably the doing of the social media, they kind of really built it up like we were going to have a couple more over the weekend. Um, and I know it's really easy to, you know, put the old fishing rod out, but I think that's probably what disappointed a lot of fans is the fact that they really did kind of, you know, they really did put the fishing rods out this weekend. Um, but, you know, if we can sign players over the line this week, um, you know, what we got Malksham on Saturday, um, it'd be quite nice to see a couple of them, especially the younger ones, sporting on Saturday. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not panicking yet. I'm, I'm, I'm actually more shocked at the fact that Swindon have made four signings before July, if <laughs> I'm really honest, because that's been unheard of for yeah. a long time. So uh, there's there's intention there. Um, and I agree with Ben. I think a lot of the negative feedback is because people are still kind of winding themselves up about Lindsay being appointed, despite, you know, it's it's really obvious that it went through a recruitment process now. Um, you know, it's 
you know, it becomes more and more obvious the more they talk to people within the club. So it's, um, yeah. Um, well, but then you, you'll always get the people that probably don't even have a theory. They just put one in there for the sake of it to kind of stir the pot. Um, one, one person in particular. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm not panicking. I'm happy with the signings. Excellent. Um, Craig and Ned, I'm going to come back to you in just a second on this topic because I'm very interested to see where you go, particularly on the continual links. I, th I think it's uh, was O'Brien the one that's been reported recently as, as potentially coming back. So I'd like to come back to, to you guys. But based on what Woody's saying, Nick, let me bring you in. Um, we've all kind of spoken over the last couple of episodes about our optimism ahead of the season. Obviously, there'll be a, a full preview show to come. But when you um, consider this time last year and where we are. Um, what, what's your take on the negativity, you know, questions about is, is Clem really wanting to push us forward? You know, we're, we're not signing the same sort of players as Bradford. What, what's your take on the whole situation as we come into the, you know, we, we've just started pre-season training. I think with the players we've signed, the, young, the two young lads you talked about are the right wing back, left wing back and they can play full-back or forward. I think forget 20-year-olds is how we're going to go to an extent that they'll want to develop those players. Either they'll do really well for us and we'll have them for two or three seasons and then sell them on and make a good profit out of it. So I think I think they've been really good signings. And considering the Lindsay and McKaylee, I think that's how you pronounce it, McKaylee, um, they've only been in the club for, well appointed coach and been in the club for only a few weeks that we've got four signings in in that time to me it's really positive um, so I, I, I think it's good and I, I don't know who said it that the uh, experienced players you want they're not going to be available for, until the next couple of weeks so when I've, I've looked through a list of people that have been released and will can get on free transfers and there are some good experienced players around. So I think once they get that mix in, and then we'll have, as Lindsay said, he wants a good balance in the side. So if you get older experienced players and you've got youngsters that have got plenty of energy, then if he wants to play attacking football, as he's talked about, I think it's a, I think it's a good mix. And to being optimistic, um, last season, and I blame Garner for this, he cost me a lot of money because I had to turn it 28 to 1 to win the league. So, so yeah, I'm optimistic for the future. I, I think it would be well. Good. So, so the message really to to anyone who's already losing their heads week one into preseason training is just calm down a little bit. Let let's see how it all all plays out. I think. Yeah, there's, there's some decent players around for available on free transfers, and that's that's where we're going. I can't see us spending a mega amount of money bringing players in. I think most of them are going to be free. Which you still have to pay probably a signing on fee anyway, so they're not actually free. Mm -hmm. So you pay the wage plus a signing on fee. Correct. So, you know, free transfer isn't actually as it says. No, absolutely. Um, Craig, let's let's bring you in then. Um, I mentioned that there are still a few rumours flying around, some more realistic than than others. Um, looking at the squad, wh where do you think the next signing is is coming from? Is it going to be defence? Is it going to be an attack? Midfield, maybe. Um, needing all, all three, don't we? So um, it's, um, it's it's difficult, really. That I don't think one's more important than the other. I think 
our best, our most important signings will be keeping hold of um, a couple of the players that we've already got, uh, as in Reed. Oh no, Craig suffered with a case of the woodies. Oh no, you can't. I just had it flashed up. It said internet unstable and I was like, oh no. You're back Um, now, mate. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) Woody's delighted though. I might, I might have to move in a sec after I port, after I port, I'm probably too far away from the route or something. But um, but yeah, I think it's obviously it's key that we keep hold of Reed. But um, I, I think when it comes to sign-ins this week, I, I think we we do need to step it up a bit. Remember, we're starting a week earlier as well this season because of Qatar. So it's um, I, I'm concerned, like a lot of the fan base, but I'm not panicking yet. But I, I was I'm hoping to see a few more sign-ins this week experienced sign-ins, players that have got at least 100 appearances under their belt to get us out of this league. Um, <clears throat> like Nick was saying, um, I don't expect us to spend too much money um, on, on, on it because generally you don't in, in League Two, especially post-COVID now. Um, but yeah, I've, I think... He's either deep in four or he's got another second case of the Woodies. <laughs> Wi-Fi. I think it, I think uh, I think Craig's link has gone down. We'll we'll bring him back in once he's uh, once he's connected up again. Uh, Ned, final final thoughts from you in terms of the, the signings in so far and and what's to come. Okay, well, you know, I've, I you know I'm going to have my rose tinted glasses on as well, uh, like Ben. Um, mm-hmm. I th- I personally think, you know, for for what we're trying to achieve, I think they're fantastic signings, and. I've said I've said this to a couple of people. I'm not sure if there's anyone on this pod I've said this to, but I can see a few. Obviously, looks-wise, absolutely not. But I can see a few similarities between, um, you know, how we, you know, you know, when we got Kevin Horlock. So we got him from West Ham, if I'm not mistaken. We got him from a, you know, top-level team. Been out, had a few games under his belt. Comes to us, you know, a bit of a raw talent, but it's got the uh, all the ability there. Um, sorry, we've just got a puppy. <laughs> it's just yelping in the background. Okay, I'm, I'm, do- I'm okay. Thank you. Sorry, sorry. Um, Ever the uh, Ned, Ned no, hold up, this. hold up, Ned. Need to the puppy now. Show us your puppy. Oh, the, head the virtual background's the having none of it. Yeah. Oh, hello, little pug, little pug. There we go. Um, so sorry, um, but uh, yeah, I see the similarities. Like um, I can see him going on from from us and being successful. He is brilliant. I've seen him play a couple of times, and for me, he's been the most dangerous player on the pitch. When whenever I've seen him play, you know, for, for them on the pitch, when I've seen him play, I really, really like Tyree Shade. Um, you were you I, were very happy on our WhatsApp group. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of these fans, you know, they don't, they don't, they just don't know. If they'd never heard of him before, oh, he's shit, you know, he's rubbish, you know, what, what the hell are we playing at? Tyree Shade, for me, is an absolutely fantastic signing. And, you know, we've got so much to look forward to watching him play this season. Um, Divine, um, you know, comes from a good ped- pedigree. Um, we've got our team in place. You know, statistical, the coaching staff, you know, the um, 
you know, all of the, uh, uh, you know, all the um, fitness and, and you know, yeah, all the analysts and stuff. We've got the whole thing in place. I mean, just because, you know, Warsaw didn't bring the best out of him for the eight games um, doesn't mean that he's not going to go on to be, you know, to have a decent career. So, you know, you know, we've all had a look at the clips on YouTube. You know, he likes to get down the wing. He likes to cross the ball in the box. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see him play. There's no reason why he's not going to be decent for us this season. I'm very, very happy with the loan signings that we've signed. I'm very happy. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to expect anything from Massey. I think he's going to be a bit like, you know, my friend. Um, what's his face? I always forget his name. The striker. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> What's his name? Um, uh, Parsons. Uh, Parsons. I think he's going to be like a bit part player. Like Parsons. I love the I... fact that you ring him up every week and you can never remember his name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, bless but him. I, 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 I genuinely also should sponsor him this season just so, just so you remember. I think he should be the one to never remember. <laughs> I still forget. I'll go in as one of the sponsors around the table. It's like, who is it we're sponsoring? <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a photo with our bloke that we sponsored, whoever he is? Uh, <laughs> You'll give him his cut, your coat, just to say, well, hang up for me, please, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I have a, a pint of lager, please? Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> Some peanuts whilst you're at it. Well, we're no. whilst waiting for this player to turn up. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Do you that. feel uh, we may have digressed somewhat? Yeah, sorry, Ned, I interrupted you. No, no, not oh, at all. That's my fault. That's my fault. But no, I'm... I'm 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 buzzing for our recruitment so far. As um, Nick said, it's only been a couple of weeks. So, you know, we've got four players in. You know, uh, the, the keeper should be either... I, I can't imagine he would be brought in unless they think he's going to be number one. But we've got two decent keepers now, apparently. Um, you know, the, there's a good nucleus there. As long as we can hold on to our players that we've got, that we've currently got, like Reed, for example. Please, for the love of God, I'll give you the 150 grand myself. Don't <laughs> fucking sell him. <laughs> clearly, clearly paying you guys far too much money. <laughs> if Ned's making statements like that. Oh, no, I, I'm happily re- remortgage our house. I, I, we cannot get rid of pain. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's divert attention that way then and, and talk about potential outgoings. So the, the rumours are, well, just, basically everybody to Charlton. Um which, which Ned Stogg's very unhappy about. <laughs> um, so, so the realistic ones, were, it, it sounds like Reed to Charlton, Payne to Sheffield Wednesday, McCurdy to just about everybody. Um, obviously, Jojo's gone, Egbo's gone, um, the work experience analyst kid's gone. Um, Rumours on Twitter is the chip van's gone, the programmes have gone. Tea lady, tea lady. Yeah, that, that yeah. was one as well. Ellis, I read today as well. Yeah. Ellis, I read that this morning. See, no. I, I see now. Personally, I don't see it. I don't. See no, I don't see it. that. I don't see that. But uh, so, but what, what, what do we think of 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 all the various rumours? Um, obviously, the Johnny Williams situation needs to be discussed as well. Um, who is and isn't going to stay? In your opinion, you know. So let, let's go through them. Read to Charlton. Do we see it happening? No, no, no. Nick saying no. Woody saying no. Ben saying no. So does that for mean right, he's for the right amount of cash? Elsewhere? For the right amount of cash, he's on exactly, his exactly. So we were. Oh, I say we. 
I was talking to a Charlton podcast um, earlier this week and they said they were asking me what it would take for Charlton to bring in the likes of Reed and McCurdy. Um, and we put Reed to one side for a moment and, and he asked me if we were to offer DJ and Davison for McCurdy, would you take it? Now I thought about it and then I said, yes. Um, would, would you guys say that was a, a good deal? With cash. Cash as well. Cash as well. With cash. DJ has not been a hit there. He's not been that popular. He's all right. They, they don't really consider him. And every time I've spoken to one in the past, we we'll go, "Oh, we'll give you DJ. You can have DJ." Um, he's not been. He's not. He's not hit the levels or hero statuses there. And no, it's Davidson. So basically, they're giving us two of their duds. They think they're written off. Yeah, but again, for our, so, for our, so arguably our best player. But the, the, the thing you've got to say there, and, and I think it links into what what Ned was saying and equally into what I think it was Mark was saying. Yes, they may not have excelled at Charlton, but that's not necessarily the player's fault. No, we know what both of them are capable of because I know, obviously, Woody, Woody was probably our biggest fan of Davison last season, um, lauded him at every opportunity. Loads of, loads of fans absolutely gutted when DJ left. Yeah. Um, there's a reason for that. I totally agree, but because of the experience DJ has had over there, will he come back the same player? Will his confidence levels be back to where he was? Because um, he was a confident boy last time. He just missed it. He was missing in product. He was going to Charlton to finish to become the better player that he was supposed to be, and he's not. He's not done it. You know what sort of player is he now? I don't know. I would. I'd still want a, a best part of a hundred grand if they can offer that deal. I want McCurdy because McCurdy is McCurdy. He scares. You want DJ Davison and a hundred grand? Yeah. For McCurdy. McCurdy's that important. Yeah. Okay. Um, but on the original question, we're, we're, we're pretty much saying Reed isn't going. Is that the, the general consensus? Yeah, unless, unless they offer, or unless anybody offers a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. I mean, let, okay, let, so I know, can't, that, you know. I know that yourself and Ben, I think it was, have discussed this a couple of times on the WhatsApp group, and you two have very different valuations on what we think an acceptable offer is. <laughs> yeah. So, Mark, let, let's hear from you first. On on what basis do you put your figure on on what Swindon will accept? You only have to look at the depressed transfer values of players in League One and League Two and the fact that the player himself has, what, one year left on his contract. Um, £150,000, although people are saying that's a you know, ridiculously low amount of money, I don't see anybody paying any more than that. I really don't. I just, you know, who, who is spending that kind of money on transfers in the bottom two divisions? And on the flip side, Ben? Uh, if you came to me and said you could have Louis Reed for one season only for 150 grand, I'd bite your hand off. I would pay that 150 grand going, I have Louis Reed for 150 grand and wave him away next season for nothing. I'd take that. I would take the that. Club, the club won't so do I'd, that. I'd, I'd let him go for nothing. <laughs> I'd, I'd let him go. Especially but, after we've just had some money in or some drip feed or whatever it is for Twine. I think uh, Let, I don't let's, think we're let's pass the twine stuff to one, think, one side for the moment. I, I don't I think, think we take 150 grand at all. I think when it comes to the Louis Reed situation, the club can make a real statement for what they're um, going to be, what the transfer policy is going to be for um, the next few years to the fans. Would they cave in and take between 150 and 250,000 for him now and pretty much hamper our bid to go up this season? 
or will they um, hold tight, let him go and let him stay with us and contribute towards what will hopefully be a promotion season and let him go for a free at the end? I, I get what you're saying, Mark, and I think that what you're saying is probably what the club will go with, but it won't go down well with the fan base if we let him go for 150,000. It goes back to the days of the, the 90s and everything, when and, and even the noughties, when we would let our, our players go at cut price, you know, cut price figures like like we did with Sam Parkin and people like that. I, I would be is I would there, be is there a view that he stays? We have a very good start to the season and it's reviewed in January. Yeah, I don't see why I, that's not that's not unfeasible at all. I mean, conversely, we could be having not quite a good a season. And then the situation, you know, mm. if somebody comes in with an offer at that point, when we're likely then to lose the player at the end of the season, if we're not looking likely to be in the promotion next, the club will accept pretty much any cash they could get in January. Yeah. What, do you, know, what I, do you think, Nick? I think what the club have got to look at is it's all been talk already that we've got to get out of this league this season. And they need to hold on to Reed for this season because he's, he's definitely key to helping us get out of this league. If he goes for what's considered a low sum, you're going to start losing supporters, you're going to start losing the faith in the club. So yeah. I would say, if we if ideally keep him, then if we get into League One, then we're in a good position to offer him a better contract in, in League One, and there's a chance he'll stay with us. Or his stock's gone up further and then we can get, you know, a real good amount of money for him. But I think we're in danger of um, letting good players go. And it sounds like Payne's, from what you read, he's not going to stay. And, and the concern on Payne going is best mates Payne McCurdy. Where does that leave McCurdy's head? Is he going to want to go? Because uh, obviously they were, you know, of the old bromance. And that would be my worry that we lose McCurdy as well. Well, let's talk Payne next then. Um, and Ned, I'll, I'll come to you as, as we didn't really let you, you jump in on the the read debate. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Payne to, to Wednesday seems the, the most spoken about uh, destination. Your, your thoughts on that? Is that going to happen? Probably. Uh, I mean, they're, they're not splashing the cash as such, but they've... They've certainly, you know, with their attendances, they've certainly got a budget to to hand out some big wage, big wages to players, and he's he's certainly good enough to go there. Um, he's lost, as far as I'm concerned. He's whether it be Sheffield Wednesday, whether it be someone else, he, he ain't going to sign for us. He's not going to, you know, he, he the charitable extra year was last year, wasn't it? Um, but I, 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 yeah, he unless. You know, we we chuck a load of money, but the th the thing is, the danger with that, if you chuck a load of money at one of the players, then a lot of them are going to be unhappy because they're like, well, if he gets paid that much, I want to get paid that much. Yeah. So, it's not worth it's not worth keeping him. I think um, Payne's more replaceable than Reed. I think he's yeah. more replaceable than McCurdy. Um, but and to Nick's I mean, point, then, do you think if Payne is to leave, as you as you seem to be of the belief he is? Where does that leave McCurdy? I mean, it's so dodgy, isn't it? It's um, it's a it is a concern, and it's not. He isn't going to be going north. We know that. We know he doesn't want to go north. 
He wants to stay near as close to London as possible. We know that. Oh, much. you're talking about McCurdy, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't see him going to Charlton. I can't see him going to Millwall. I can't see him going to other London teams. Um, so unless you know, Chelsea I, I come in with a big box, you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I, but the thing is, though, he's proper Chelsea. There's no way on this planet he would sign for Millwall. No chance. I don't care what anyone says. You know, Chelsea and Millwall fucking hate each other. So there's no chance. It's like, you know, one of us signing for Oxford. It's just not going to happen. Um, but, um, I mean, maybe someone like... I do, I do just need to have a double check of Woody CV um, because I do think there may be a reference <laughs> in there somewhere. <laughs> Abindon's all right. <laughs> all right. But yeah, just, yeah. Oxford. Home of May Taylor, Abindon. We can be let off for that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I I can't see him going to one of those teams, but, you know, someone like Reading, if they, I'm, I know that they're struggling financially at the moment, but if they sort of made the pathway. That, can we make that jump, do you think? You know, again, we were talking about... Um, we talk about Don Telford having the, the one good year in League Two. And, and now all of a sudden we're talking McCurdy, who, you know, he, he's been thrown about a little bit in recent years. He had an exceptional year last year. But can, are we realistically saying someone like Reading is, is an, an actual destination for him? It, well, it could be. It could be. I mean, but this is why I'm more than happy for him to be sold for, you know, a million or whatever, you know, 900,000, more than happy for him to go. As you say, he's, he's, he's currently a one-season wonder, isn't he? So um, I, I'm more than happy for him to go. And also, as you know, Nick pointed out, with, with pain not here, you know, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I mean, I know that Lindsay was, um, uh, you know, he was liaison, should we say, between him and Ghana. So you could um, you can argue that they've got a good relationship already, but it's just without you know his best mate, he's gone. You know he's had troubles before. Is he is he going to have troubles now? Well, I didn't even think about that point before. Yeah, to um, come in there, I think with McCurdy, whoever if he does go or if he's likely to be looked at, he's a big risk for any team to sign him, and we got the best out of him. That anybody's got, and we know he's a loose cannon. And you know, from a fan's point of view, he's brilliant because he's a wind-up merchant. He's done well for us, scored a lot of goals. But if he leaves, is he going to do it somewhere else? And is he going to, you know, come off the rails, not have the right management, not let him be as he's been with us? The uh, you know, the clown at times, the dressing up, and all the stuff that goes with it. Massive risk if anybody signs McCurdy. Okay. Woody, let's uh, let's talk Johnny Williams World Cup year, of course. Um, do you think? And I'm actually personally fairly optimistic on this. Uh, I don't know if you are as well, especially when you're hearing from the Wales camp things like Gareth Bale's happy to go and sign for Cardiff just to play in the build-up to the World Cup. That's all these sort of international squad players are, are thinking about at the moment. So for me, I think he will stay. Yeah, I think I think John I think Johnny Williams is probably one of our safest ones, to be totally honest. I think um I think he's kind of 
without sounding cheesy, but sounding cheesy, I think he's kind of found a home for the moment. I think he's he's quite happy. He's quite happy where he is. I think he's because <clears throat> he lives out calm way as well, doesn't he? And he's um, he's kind of he's a bit of a poster boy for us as well at the moment. He's kind of everywhere, isn't he? And um, always on the floor. Yeah. um but he's not always on the floor he gets kicks to shreds the poor guy um but the um it's not what you were saying at times last season woody hey no no i think you need to retract the video so i never said that johnny williams was always on the floor that was one thing i always stuck by um because i know for a fact that he walks off that pitch bruised and battered every game that's that's from inside info um anyway uh johnny i Fooled you lot though many times this week. Um, (laughs) Just to point out that the only person that actually got one right was me when I said that on one tweet that we'll have a new manager with three new players by the end of the week. You did get that right. You did. You did. Well, you got four though. Um, The um, yeah. So I think Johnny Williams is a safe one. McCurdy's not going anywhere um, because he's. Probably going to now be one of the highest paid players of the club. He's a hero. As Nick said, it's going to be a risk for anybody to take take on McCurdy because he is young, but he's not young, young. Um, Reed, don't see... I I think the fact that he's only got a year left on his contract is probably going to play to our disadvantage because I think... Because players won't buy Reed for the quality he is now. They're buying for the quality that he will become. Um because I still stand by my point. He's a fantastic player, but in League One, he'll get found out. Um, and, I, you know, I've said that a couple of times. I, I think in League One, he won't be... He'll be good, but he won't be as effective as what he is in League Two at the moment. He will be in years to come. He'll make his way up. I have no doubt that he'll be, you know, high-end championship someday. But um, I think I think, I think, think teams that keep a track on him won't pay that much money for him now. If we go anything higher than about... 150 200k. Um, I reckon they'll say, Sod it, we'll wait until next year when you don't go up potentially, and then he wants to leave anyway. Um, so yeah, I think because but bearing in mind the Bosman ruling as well, so it's um, yeah, I think I can't see him, I can't see him going. And sorry, just because I was listening to everybody else, who was the other one we were talking about? Pain, um, yeah, pain's gone, yeah, I'm with Ned, pain's gone. I don't. I, I think it, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Shepherd Wednesday, but he's gone. And to be fair, we can't cash in on him, can we? He's he's out of contract, he's isn't he? Really yeah, he's just out of contract. Yeah, so sod it. Let's take him off the wage bill. I think Lincoln have finished pay, paying their proportion now, um, so let's just take him off the wage bill. And fair play to him. He was, obviously he he was on a freebie last year. He was training and all that, and he's been a hell of a servant. But he could probably do better than League Two. Well, he could do better than League Two. So, fair play to him. Wish him all. I don't have any qualms if he wants to push himself higher. Okay. Um, is there anyone else currently contracted to the club that anyone thinks will leave? Ellis. You, do, you think he will? I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about Ellis because I, I'm hearing murmurs now that just like small little things because... He had a very good season last year, a very good season last year. And I I think we'll get money for him, but if he goes, but I think, um, yeah, I don't know why. It just seems like one of those that you don't want to think just because he's been here. I think because he's been here a long time, we all think he's going to stay. 
Mm. Um, I I do wonder because I, I I still think Lindsay might make him and Valdry the two captains. Um, well, I was going to say, is he going to be installed as captain? Yeah, and I just I just wonder. Yeah, maybe bringing in uh, the left back hopefully means that Ellis will play in the position he favours. He, he wants to play in that midfield role. That might keep him at the club, and he does love the club. Um, but again, kind of mid twenties, mid twenties in the Ellis. So. Yeah. If another, if another one, if a big club comes to you, you don't even need to hand a transfer request in. Really, you just have to say, "Come on, guys! Like, I want to push up. I could, you know, he's, yeah." And I actually think he'd be quite hard to replace as well if we get the same Ellis we had last season. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't be. He's the one I wouldn't be surprised if we, if, if, if he uh, wasn't a Swindon player at the end of the preseason. As much as it pains me to say it, because I think he's, he's a lot better than people say think he is. Yeah. Okay, quick fire then. Uh, literally, Ben, one word answer. Oh, fuck. Um, how between now and is Melcham on Saturday? Yeah, yes. between now and the time Melcham kicks off on Saturday, how many players are Swindon bringing in this week, Ben? Two. Mark? Three. So is that two or three? Three. 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 Ned? Give more than one word. No. <laughs> uh, okay, so four. uh is his answer. Four. <laughs> four. Okay. Nick? Three. Three. Woody? Four. Four. Oh, okay. Craig? Yeah, I'll go four as well. Wow, some very optimistic predictions. I like it. Um, let's have a, a quick word then, if we can, on the fixture release. Um, Harrogate away, as good a place to start as any. Um, everyone buzzing with that? I know, Woody, you you always like an away trip opening day. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it's not a bad one to go to. It's not, it's not a bad journey, considering how far away it is. Um, it's just their ground's weird. Um and I, the only thing I don't like about it being Harrogate is the fact that it's it's such a small ground and we take so many on a first game. You know what I mean? And it just feels like, when, I think, I can't remember how many we took up there, 600, I think it was, and we sold out. Um, I just, yeah, it would have been nicer to have a bigger, you know, like Scunthorpe. But like I said, I know we won't be going to Scunthorpe and I said I wouldn't want to do that again. But because they were, because it's a decent sized ground, we could take a lot with us, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the same with Carlisle, wasn't it, you know, many years ago. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're just, yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, I said I wanted an away trip and we've got one um, and I don't think I can go. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. And I think more importantly, we get some of the crappy away games out of the way early, um, mm-hmm. like with the pitch situations and, like, yeah, I think Carlisle we got early as well. So yeah, you we know, have. before their thirteenth of August. Their, yeah, before their pitches get all crap and ruined by winter weather. Well, before um, um before Carlisle away, Craig, we got uh, Salford at home in the fir- first home league game of the season a week after Harrogate. Good, yeah, I mean, good opening good, home game. It'll be a good test to see where where we are. You know, they they're obviously going to um, spend the money, aren't they, and and everything. So I think it'll be it would be a good test. Um, to see where we are. Um, I, I mean, like I said on the last pod, I, I, I was just looking at when, whenever my days off fall on a Saturday. But there's some quite decent away fixtures 
that are relatively close to us who live in Swin Swindon um, that that are, that are on a Saturday. So I'm, I'm looking at like Warsaw away in January and um, Orient away as well. Orient's always a good away day, so I'm glad that that's falling on on a on a Saturday as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, it's and, and Wimbledon as well. That that'll be a that'll be a good one. A new ground to tick off for a lot of people as well for for, for all of us really because yeah, they moved into their ground last. I think it was last season, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, it look, looks all right. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm um, I'm happy with it. I'm going to go to a few away games and uh, yeah, just see how it goes. And then Mark, everyone loves a cup draw. Um, so the excitement was building. And for about the 759th time in the last 12 months, we bought Warsaw. Yeah, well, Warsaw away in the uh, um, Carabao Cup first round. I mean, to be fair, at least it's a nice, easy away journey to uh, to get to. It could have been one of the far-flung reaches of the country. And also, after our um, fantastic results there last season... I kind of feel that you know it's it's a nice tie to have. I mean, it could have been could have been a tricky one. We could have had you know picked up Stockport away or you know something along those lines where you know they've just come up after having a fantastic season and you're never quite sure what you're going to get. Um, but riding on the quest of a wave, yeah, it'll be a nice nice early test and hopefully we can um, get to the second round. And of course, having just signed a couple of players who played for them last season, it's going to add a bit of extra spice to it as well. Um, just. Flicking through the the fixture list, Nick, uh, a trip to the seaside awaits on September 24th with a trip to Grimsby. I'm sure there'll be many looking um, at that as a potential trip to go to. Um, obviously, we've we've spoken and, and I don't want to, to go in depth on your personal situation, but uh, everyone knows you're obviously recovering from some some health issues of late. What what's the first fixture you were telling us off camera that you're looking to get to this year? Stockport, Stockport. definitely want to go to that. Grimsby, um, I've been there on the Tuesday night in Grimsby, and actually that that is one of the the ground's not fantastic, but the the setup there for the away supporters is really really good. They've got I don't know if they still got it. They've got a good bar there. It's full of pendant scarves from other teams. The stewards were absolutely spot on. Really really good. You could chat with them. Really friendly. No, no nonsense. It, yeah, and I mean, we did that straight there and back um, on the Tuesday night. The fact that I think it's the first time they'd scored more than two goals in a game for Christ knows how long and we got beat, I think it's 3-1. But, you know, that's typical Swindon. So, but I don't think I'll be doing Grimsby again. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of games, it, I say, um, it'd be good to see Wimbledon in their new ground because where they were before, um, Went there a couple of few seasons ago, and you couldn't even see the touchline from the stand, from the side stand. And it, it was yeah, it was a terrible view. So Wimbledon definitely, um, say Stockport definitely, and um, not too many more grounds that I haven't been to. Um, Gillingham, I haven't been there. Don't know if I fancy that one, but I'll see a bit nearer the time. They're not exactly our favourite team, are they? No, you don't like the away end as well. It's it's raw, yeah. <laughs> scaffolding. Yeah, um, so I might give that a miss. Ned, the the festive fixtures look interesting. So Boxing Day, Warsaw at home. Um, now I might have the date slightly skewed, but was the the big win at Warsaw not also a festive fixture last season? Jesus Christ. 
I can't even remember our players' names. You're trying to get me to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus well, Christ! Let's see. Let's see if this does any better. Then, so obviously, like I say, uh, December 26th, also at home. December 29th, though, Northampton away, and our fans do enjoy a trip to Northampton, mm. don't they? Uh, yeah, that's that's mm. a nice one. I yeah. I, I think Northampton aren't going to do as well this year as they did last year. So uh, hopefully that should be. You know, a merry Christmas for the Sunderland fans. Yeah. Um, uh, as has been well. By the way, Warsaw was in February. Was it really? Oh, yeah. I thought it was a lot Fucking... earlier than that. Oh, festive February. Festive February. <laughs> when I meant festive, I obviously meant Valentine's Day. That's it, of course, naturally. Um, can I just answer two of your questions from before? Because you mean, didn't sure. ask me. Because you said about which player do we think is not going to be here. And I was going to say Rob Hunt. Oh, um, yeah, I forgot about Rob Hunt, bless him. I don't think Rob Hunt's going to be here by yeah, the start of the season. You think he'll, he'll go to Orient? I don't know where he'll go, but, I mean, Orient's a good a shout as any, really, isn't it, with uh, Richie Wellens, for sure. They've got rid of the um, players. Didn't Scott Lindsay say as much in Talk of the Town that, that, that Rob Hunt is pretty much gone? Yeah, that's he did. it. Well, there we go. Confirmed. Exclusive. It's, it's a bit annoying, really, because like the spine of our team is pretty much gone from, from last season. You, you know what I mean? We've, we've lost Conroy, we're losing Hunt and, you know, possibly losing Reed. And, yeah, it's, it's just a bit it's a bit sad, really. You know, I was hoping that we wouldn't have this big sort of turnover of players again this season, but hey-ho. Yeah. I'm kind of a bit numb to it. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I would say about Hunt going is, you know, the emphasis this year is going to be a lot more on attacking. And I mm. guess that's where Rob Hunt falls down, isn't it? Because he's the, you know, the ever steady full back rather than wing back, isn't he? So he's versatile, you know. isn't he? You know, he, he, yeah. he can fill in as and when. So, yeah. But then but, um, I, just, I think it's worth, I think it's worth noting though, um, Craig, and I know we're talking about a side being dismantled, but I think that a heavy sense of realism needs to be taken into account that when, you finish in the playoff positions and statistically have, you know, one of the best teams, in fact, probably the best team on paper, um, and you don't achieve promotion. The downside of that is it's almost impossible to keep that squad together. That is just unfortunate. And we all hate it as fans, but we've been here before. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just based on everything that's been said so far, take the signings that we've made, regardless of whether people are moaning about them as, as signings they've never heard of or they've been discarded by Premier League clubs or whatever, they're good players. They are good players. You can tell that the work's gone in. So every reason to be optimistic, even if we have to replace everybody in the squad, I think we'll do it the right way. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's a fair, fair point, mate, yeah. Um, Ned, you said there was a second question you wanted to answer. Oh, yeah. And, um, well, it wasn't, Strictly an answer, but it was, it was something that I heard. I'm not sure if everyone heard it on the um, Monday night panel earlier this evening. Okay. Uh, and that was... Um, this is why we the, record so late, so we can steal all their topics and discuss them. Hey, Rob Angus saying that the players that um, um, Dean McKayley brought through today. So there's at least two players already that looks like they could be signed. So which is why I was going to plump for four players signed this week because there's obviously already a couple at least two potentially through the door but Woody's, Woody's looking very uh, 
Woody looks like he's got something he'd like to say, but uh, he knows he can't. 5 p.m. I've just, I've just wondered. <laughs> yeah, no, at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. 10 p.m. <laughs> I'm just, I was just wondering if, uh, actually, I shouldn't say that. I'm trying to think of uh, the women's team in the counting ground gym tomorrow, and I'll try and get there a little bit earlier. <laughs> <laughs> just, um, just to see who's hanging around. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Uh, let's just let's just finish a quick flip through. So the the Valentine, you know, the lovely um, Valentine's trip um, to Sutton away on Valentine's Day. I'm sure there'll be many happy couples making that journey. Um, <laughs> and uh, and we conclude the season with a home game to Crawley. So uh, it could be a title shootout between whoever Swindon's all firing centre forward and. Uh, Championship chasing Crawley Towns, Don Telford, uh, battling it out on the final day of the season at the county ground. Obviously, postponements and stuff permitting. Um, but yeah, I think all in all, the, you know, the, obviously the cliche is you have to play everyone regardless. But I think Woody made a very good point. We, we get a lot of the, the more tiresome or difficult or however you want to describe them away trips out the way seemingly quite early, which is nice. Um and and you know there are some there are Leighton Orient at home in August, Salford at home in August. You know there's some decent home games that Newport at home mid September as well. Some there's some decent home games to get the fans excited early doors. I think. Um, but uh, but so yeah, let's uh, let's move on to our special treat for this evening, and and I get to take a little break from hosting duties now because uh, Craig, you have prepared. To, uh, this week's quiz for us. Yeah, I have. Well, when um, Garner left, I, I sort of, being the geek that I am, I started looking at previous managers, how long they've been at the club and win percentages and stuff like that. So I thought to continue our play your cards right, um, we'll look at Swindon Town past managers, play your cards right on uh, win percentages. So... So yeah, so basically, same same as how we've played it before. I'll start off with a manager, his win percentage, and then we'll go on to the next one. And you've got to decide whether it's higher or lower, and guess the percentage roughly within it. So now, uh, before I put my feet up completely, are you keeping score as well, or do you actually need me to do that? I'll, I'll keep score, mate. You're you're having a break, mate. A well deserved one. So yeah, I'm, I've got my pad already, mate. So you, nice. you know me, I'm always prepared. So. Um, but yeah, um, but this one's got a slight twist. Um, so the guys on the panel don't know this. I, I spoke to Fifey about this earlier. Um, the top two out of the out of the panel tonight will um, the, the, the top scorers will um, play each other in like a like a playoff. Um, what it will be, and we're we're never shy to steal other uh, ideas off of other shows. Every um, idea is unique if you've developed it slightly. Yeah. yeah. So we are going to do <laughs> as the uh, as the final of this quiz. Uh, we're going to do fighting talks. Um, defend the indefensible. And I've got statements for every single one of you that you will have to um, agree with, agree the fuck out of. Um, that you normally wouldn't, you'd be the total opposite. So on fighting talk, it'll be like the two um, the two people in the final. They'll be given a statement, and it's normally something that they would disagree with, but they've got to agree with it and explain why. So, have, did out of interest, did you prepare them for other regular panelists as well that haven't made it on tonight? 
Yes, I have. Yeah. So, so, so for anyone who's not familiar with Fighting Talk, could you maybe give us what you would have given Rich if he'd have won? Yeah, so Rich is um, defend the indefensible and you have 30 seconds to, um, to, to, to come up with, with, with your, um, your reasons why. So Rich, Rich would be, in order for Swindon to get promoted this season, we need to shit house our way and play Route 1 football like under Sheridan. And then <laughs> he would have to defend that statement and and whoever whoever out of the two comes up with the best defense the indefensible uh wins the quiz i'm very excited i want to finish in the top two just to defend the indefensible i'm up for that you you, you won't fight me once you realize what you have to defend mate trust me <laughs> As long as you're not going to make me slate my own podcast, I'm fine. Actually, I won't give you 30 seconds because I haven't got a stopwatch. So, so you just, <laughs> I'll just you, you just defend it for however long you want. But okay, okay let's let's get it started then, guys. If you're all ready, ready, um, yeah. So, ready. so we'll start off with Andy King and his second spell at the club, which was from December 2001 to September 2005. His win percentage was 36.8%. Um, the next manager is Maurice Malpass. He was oh, fucking the, that's easy. <laughs> he was at the club from January 2008 to November 2008, higher or lower. And you can go to like the nearest percentage. So you can say like 36.9 or 36.7 okay. if need be. If people start getting becoming a smart ass by saying 36.85, you're, you're expelled from the quiz. <laughs> so you're saying no shit-housing from Ben this week? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll just repeat that again. So Andy Kings was 36.8%, higher or lower. Nick's um, we'll taking it serious. You, we'll start with you, Fifey. Uh, well, it's going to be lower because you're fucking awful. Um, I'm going to guess 33.7%. Okay, Ned. Uh, oh, this is going to confuse me because you're doing a completely different order to my screen. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I will go with higher, and I'll go forty-one percent. Okay. Okay, uh, Ben. I'm going higher slightly because he's there for a shorter time and we were mid-table, lower half when he left. Did uh, you just he's... randomly start singing mid-table? <laughs> yes. Mid-table. Mid-table. <laughs> 37.1. Okay, Mark, you're next, mate. Oh, this is tricky. I'm I love go how, how alike you and Ned are. You even make the same grunts on a slightly difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. I'm going to go 31.7%. Oh, you thought he was worse than I did. Bloody <laughs> hell. Okay, Woody, you're up next, mate. The draws were the issue that, that time. But still lower. I'm going to go 31%. Okay, and finally, last but not least, Nick. I'll go 29.5. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's got low. 
I originally wanted to say 18%. (laughs) Nick Nick sacked him. Nick was the one that sacked him. (laughs) Nick, incidentally, when was your first game? What what, what was your first game? I I honestly can't remember, but I started back 1967 would have been my first game. But I have absolutely no idea. Did you make it to Wembley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my... That's the team I can name, the Wembley team, the League Cup winning side. I've mm. seen all six Wembley games. Um, so there was a uh, there was an excellent part. I couldn't name the other teams off the top of my head, but the the uh, League Cup winning side, I can. I've told my kids today I can't name that side. It's the day to put me in a home. <laughs> <laughs> so incidentally, Nick actually asked if I would call him just, just to go through a few bits before he would come on. And he told me that exact story. And I said, that's quality. That's exactly the sort of content we're looking that's for. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. We can do a pod just on like that day, one day. Yeah. I think that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Did we fill enough time for you to do the maths there, Craig? <laughs> yeah, 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 just about. <laughs> so... So, um, Fifey, Mark, Woody, and Nick, you were all right. It was yes. lower. And Woody was spot on. It was 31%. Oh, well done, Bonus points. in there. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I know my own manager. I know my own win statistics. So I might be all right at this one. <laughs> so, a nice, easy, <clears throat> so a nice, easy one now. Um, so, Morris Mile Pass, 31%. Next one is Richie Wellens, higher or lower? And we'll start with um, we'll start with Nick. That's got to be higher, I would say, 49. Okay. Woody? Yeah, he was pretty much every other game, so I'd say higher... 48. Okay. Uh, Mark? I'm going to go higher, but 39%. Okay. And uh, Ben? I get what uh, Mark's thinking, because the following season, we didn't start too well. Um, But uh, I'm going on... Still going 40s, because we were amazing... Uh, 41. 2% difference to me. <laughs> uh, Ned? Um, I'm not, I'm, I, honestly, I'm not trying to shit house, but I'm going to go 47. I promise I'm not trying to shit house, but I think that's about right. That sounds about right. And Fifey? Um, do you know what? I was so sure it was going to be significantly higher, but I think I've been swayed listening to these guys, so I'm going to go 43.5%. Yes, I mean, you've been kicked out. Yeah. No, <laughs> Craig said I could go to one decimal place. Yes. Yeah, oh, okay, right. yeah, yeah. So yeah, when you lot want to start paying attention to what's going on on your own podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and also, also, Ned, um, four people went by a point percentage in the last question. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so obviously, yeah, it was higher uh, with Richie Wellens, and the percentage was forty-four point four percent. So you all got that right. And I believe that makes Fifey 
uh, uh, with the bonus point. Well done, mate. What a fire. <laughs> okay, so um, next up is uh, David Flitcroft. He was manager from, from June 2017 to March 2018, higher or lower than 44.4%. I'm going to go, uh, me? Uh, sorry, yeah, um, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll start with you then, Pfeiffer, yeah. I'm going to go lower. Not by much, though. 42.8%. Okay, Ned? Uh, I'm going to say higher. I'm going to say 46%. Okay, Ben? We were just out, so we were eighth, weren't we? 43. And Mark? Uh, 40% on the nose. On the nosy. And Woody? See, I think it's actually quite a bit higher. Okay. He didn't... I'm going by how many games I remember drawing. I think it's higher, and I'm going to go 54%. Uh, you think he won over half his games? Yeah. He won uh, a lot they... away from home, but at home we were terrible. But we didn't draw many. It's the draws. It's the draws that the the, um, yeah. the issue and Nick, I'll go lower thirty nine. Lower and thirty nine. Okay, so so we said from um, Richie Wellens forty four point four percent. David Flitcroft higher or lower? It was higher fifty percent on the nose. Fifty percent. Well done, Woody. I was surprised when I saw that. Still Looks like him. Woody will be defending the indefensible. Oh, Paul Bell fans will love that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Woody's regretting being good at this one already. So Woody and Ned get points, and Ned, Ned gets the bonus points for being well close done, to this. Well done, Ned. Do I? Oh, hey! <laughs> After you saying that, I don't want to win now. <laughs> <laughs> right, so um, so next up, we're going a bit back in time. Uh, Glenn Hoddle, uh, manager from April 1991 to July 1993. Higher or lower than David Flitcross, 50%. And we'll start with Ben this time. 47.3. 47. 0.3. 0.3. 0. 0.3. <laughs> I would put point in there. Did you say 47.3, Ben? Yes. Yes, yes, I did. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, Mark next. Uh, 41.7%. 1.7. Woody? Uh, lower 41. Nick? I'll go higher, 52. Oh, don't do this to me, Nick. <laughs> that's screwed that, that's definitely screwed Fife is thinking that has <laughs> I was still wearing nappies Fuck come on Fife <laughs> um okay I'll go lower 
Okay, and finally, Ned. I'm gonna, I mean, I was grimacing the whole way through because I thought it was higher as well. So thank you, Nick. Um, uh, I'm going to say higher, and I'm going to say fifth. Uh, I can't, what do you say again, Nick? 50, 52. 52. Yeah. I'll go Ned's 53. about to shit out of this. 53, 53, did you say, Ned? Yeah. 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 Okay, so yeah. Um, so it was like higher or lower than uh, David Flitcross, uh, 50%. And it was lower. Glenn Hoddles was 42.5%. Mm. So Fifey, Ben, Mark and Woody get the points. And the nearest one, I believe, is Mark. Yeah, Mark gets the bonus point. It was that first season, wasn't it? When he took us Yeah, he finished eighth the first season. And then the second season we went up. That's why I went 43. Okay, so uh, next up, going back even further. Yeah, um, I wasn't even alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got um, Ozzy Ardiles, who was manager from July 1989 to March 1991. I was alive. Higher or lower than Glenn Hoddle's 42.5%. And we'll start this time with Mark. Lower. 40.5%. 40.5%. Woody? I think this has come up in a quiz I've done before. And That's I was really I shocked. This question. So I was really shocked. So I think it's lower... And I want to say 39%. Sure. Okay, Nick. Uh, that was mine. I'll go 39.5. Nick's got into the spirit of this pod. <laughs> Don't take any prisoners. Yeah. Um, five feet. Um, well, I'm going to have to go lower, aren't I? Um, what did Woody say? Uh, 39 on the I'll dot. Go 38. Sorry? I'll go 38 on the nose. 38 on the nose. Okay. Just, just so that just so Ben can shit out and go 38.5. <laughs> oh, reverse psychology. He was thinking that now he's going to go somewhere else. <laughs> go on in, Ned. What was, what was um, Hoddle 44? Uh, 42.5. Oh, 42. So. I reckon it's just below, so I'll go 41. 41. And finally, Ben. Right. I was actually going to say 38.5 <laughs> before five you mm -hmm, said that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I'm going to go 37.9. Oh, you shit out. Oh, <laughs> I swear to God. I was going to slightly shit house, but I'm going to majorly shit house instead. <laughs> this, this is what I love about these games. We, we just shit house on each other all the time. <laughs> we? Brilliant. Um, okay then. So, so we oh, have if he wins this, I'm going to be fucking fuming. <laughs> <laughs> so, so obviously, it, it was lower than Glenn Hoddle's 42.5 percent. So you all got one point each. And the actual percentage for Ozzy Aldiles was 37.7%. So, yeah. So, Ben gets the bonus point. Bust. 
You know, yeah, he had a terrible... We nearly got relegated, didn't he, before he left, so... Yeah, yeah, that uh, second season, he, yeah, it wasn't too good, was it? So been screwed yeah. over on my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you said you was going, you was looking forward to this, Fifey. <laughs> I still want to win, though. I still want to win. Okay, so yeah, so we had Ozzy Ardiles on thirty-seven point seven percent. The next manager is Mark Cooper, who was manager from July twenty thirteen to October twenty fifteen, higher or lower than Ozzy Ardiles. Oh, who's going first? Woody. Higher. 41. 41%. Nick? 48. 48. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling it was going to be significantly higher for some reason, and, and I was thinking around the 48 as well, Nick. Um, 47. Uh, Ned? Smack bang in the middle, 47.5. No, 44. 44. Ben? Right, he went a long time without a win before he was sacked, didn't he? A long time. Um, That's like most of his clubs, though. Yeah, I know. But it was really good, and then just plummeted. We didn't Lingy kept us up. Um... Uh, one draw. I'm going on. I'm going slightly higher, at thirty-eight point five. Shame we didn't do that last time. I know. And finally, Mark. Oh, I was torn with this one because I thought it was in the late thirties. It's 38.4. 38.4, Mark. It's laid on there for you, mate. Thinking, I'm thinking it's pretty much 38.6. Yes. So I'm going to go with that. 38.6. Woody <laughs> <laughs> <he> loves it. <laughs> okay, so higher or lower than Ozzy Ardiles is uh, 37.7 for Mark Cooper. You're all right to go higher. And the percentage was... 41.6. Really? So, um, so yeah, Woody gets the bonus point. Woody's going to be in that final. Can I just also point out, probably the second most unpopular manager in my lifetime is winning by some distance. It really irks me. <laughs> <laughs> Flickcroft, the hopeful merchant. I hate him. <laughs> He's more, there. More, so, more so than Sheridan, Paul Hart and Morris Malpass. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, right then. He's about... No, I, I prefer Malpass to... Um, Oh, fuck off, Ben. No, I do. I just don't like Flickcroft. <laughs> Absolute shambles of a statement, that is. No, I prefer Malpez because Malpez tried to play football. Flickcroft just fuck? tried to destroy it. He, he was anti-football. He was up there with Sheridan. <laughs> I remember he bought with players like Coxie and that, didn't he? And there was some quality. There was some quality there. He did find... Yeah, but the style of football wasn't great, Ben, was it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was oh, a bit dull, was... but... Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Park the bus. Right, so we had um, Mark Cooper at 41.6%. Love you, Ben. (laughs) The next manager is uh, Martin Ling, when he was manager from November 2015 to December 2015. (laughs) Obviously, that was the um, the short spell before his um, mental health let him down, bless him. Um, So, yeah, higher or lower than Mark Cooper's 41.6%. And we'll start off with you, Nick. 
I think that might be quite high, actually. This is hard. Very long. To give, you all, to give you all a clue, it was nine games in total that he managed. 52%. 52% from Nick. Okay, five feet. 50.5. Ned. 56%. Ooh. Ben, please say 56.1. I've thought about it. I've thought about it. Can you tell me the answer there? No, I didn't know. <laughs> Oh, is it me next? Right. Uh, do you know what? I would have gone... <laughs> have you not sussed the order yet, Ben? No, not at all. Um, it is higher. I'm going 56.1. <laughs> okay. such an ass. <sighs> okay, Mark. Mark's going to go 55.9. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to do. It is higher. <laughs> And I, I believe, Craig, it's 56.2. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, uh, finally, down to you, Woody. I'm going higher, and I must admit, this was the only time I ever got upset about a manager leaving. Um, I am going to shout. I'm going 55.9. <laughs> you, you. I love it. <sighs> So Ned has to be exactly right, as does Ben, to get the points. <laughs> okay, so you all you all went higher than Mark Cooper's 41.6%, and you were all right. It was higher. Martin Ling's win percentage was 55.6. Oh. So Woody gets the bonus point. <laughs> well done, Woody. Yeah, well done, Woody. My, my first one was like fifty-three percent, and then I went, "Now nah, I'm going to shit out this." <laughs> Unbelievable scene. Can we have a, a quick score update, please, Craig? I don't know how far into it we are. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll um, I'll, I'll do this round of questions then, and um, okay. yeah, and then then I'll do the I'll tie up the score. Um, okay, yeah, only because of who the next manager is. So, uh, so the next manager oh. is. Paolo Di Canio. Oh. So he was manager from May 2011 till February 2013. Was his win percentage higher or lower than Martin Ling's 55.6? And we'll start off with uh, you, Fifey. Um, lower, but not by much. 54.8. I don't know why I put my hood up for that one. But... <laughs> Rude boy. Oh, I've, got, I've, got, I've got the answers you sent me here, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Just Googling. What, in my hood? <laughs> Go on in, Ned. I think it's higher... I'm going to go 59.5. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. It doesn't how I go. Someone's going to shit house me, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> He's already nodding. Go on, in, Ben. Uh, what was the what what was Liggy's? Uh, fifty-five point six. Fifty-five point six. I'm going lower. And I am going. The dark side, Ben. <laughs> uh, I'm going forty. Nine point one. Okay, Mark. Forty. <laughs> Tricky. I'm going to go. Well, it wouldn't be much fun if it was easy, Mark. No, no, no. But I'm just trying to work out who's best to shit house. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's best going <laughs> last, isn't it? It is best going last. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to just go out there and go fifty-two point three percent. Love that, just something completely rogue in the middle. Okay, uh, Woody? 59. I've got no idea on this one. And finally, Nick? 49.5. Go on, Nick. Okay, so um, Martin Lings was 55.6. Uh, Fifey, Ben, Mark, and Nick, you all went lower and you were wrong to do so. It was oh, higher. Really? It was higher and it was 56.8%. Power out. So that means that. Woody uh, again? Woody again, yeah. One <laughs> 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 bag. <laughs> I went really high so I could try and avoid that bonus point. <laughs> you know, it's um, it, it opens the door for the rest of us to join him in that final, though. Okay, so what's the, let... scores? What's the scores? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, go on and chat amongst yourselves while I figure it out. <laughs> it, it, it must be said, none of us know how many rounds Craig's actually prepared, um, so no, we don't know if we're near the I'll end. I've, I've done I've done a lot, but I've I've seen how time was going, so I might knock the last two. We'll be getting to Burt Head soon. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know I don't like more than ten, Greg. So <laughs> yeah. If we're doing another ten, then I'm that's it. I'm going to start drifting. <laughs> right. So um, starting from last to first. Unfortunately, we haven't treated our new guest too well. Uh, Nick, you, you're in last place with five. Solid effort, though, Nick. Then it's uh, Ben on six points. Not far off, Nick, to be fair. No, it's not bad. Then in uh, joint second place is Fifey, Ned and Mark, all on seven points. (laughs) Eight points. And Woody is galloping ahead on (laughs) 12 points. King (laughs) shithouse. Uh, right, How many so, more did um, you have prepared out of interest? Um, I had uh, 17, I did. So, What number are we on now? Uh, we're on eight. So we're at the halfway Ooh. point. So, so I'll, I'll, go. I'll probably go just do it, it up, to, up to 15, to be honest. So. Good shout. Okay. Yeah. Um, Wait, you've prepared 17, you're going to go up to 15. <laughs> Yeah. Well, just it just conscious of time. So yeah. I didn't do each the twenty one, like you did last week, Fifey. So each one takes about four minutes. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
Right. So uh, the next manager was um, uh, Paul Sturrock, who was uh, manager from November 2006 till November 2007. Was he higher or lower than Paolo Di Canio's 56.8%? And we'll start with, I think it was Fifi last time. So we'll start with Ned. I'll go lower and I'll go 53%. Okay. Ben? Lower and I'll go 47. Mark? Uh, 47.1, I think. <laughs> busted. <laughs> you have busted, yeah. Set a trend, haven't I? Uh, uh, Woody? Woody? <laughs> Lower 48.2. Nick? I'll go lower 49.1. Go on, Nick. And finally, Fifey. Lower 49.9. So much shit. How's he going on? All right, so was, so was Paul Stoic higher or lower than Paolo Di Canio? He was lower, so you've all got a point each. According to jcarchigal.com. Alexa, stop. fuck's sake. How strong is your accent that Paul Stoic sounds like Alexa? Oh, Alexa. Alexa. Oh god, that's that's going to go on the uh, on, on the outtakes um, video that I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, where, where was I? So yeah, you all got um, one point each because it was lower. And Fifey, you absolutely shit house Nick. You did because it was fifty percent. <laughs> oh, the new guy, the new guy, Fifey. Sorry, Nick, but I really oh. want to be in that final. <laughs> Hang on, he said like 49.1. I was nowhere near his prediction. Well, it was the closest, wasn't it? So you still shit house then. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um next up we got um Danny Wilson, who was manager from December 2008 to March 2011, higher or lower than Paul Sturrock's 50%. And we'll start off close. with um, you know, start off with last time. I'll start off with Woody. Quite a bit lower, I think. Thirty-eight. Okay, Nick. What was the um, previous one? Uh, Paul Sturrock, fifty percent. Forty-seven point five. Five. Fifey? Yeah, I think it's actually a lot closer than Woody does. Um, well, 47.9. <laughs> 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 Nick, Nick gets it. <laughs> um, I'm going to go 46.8. 46.8. Ned? Uh, lower 43. Three. I like that when Ned sits really close to the camera, he looks like he's just wearing like pajamas. <laughs> I'm wearing a piece of shit. <laughs> you are. Make anyone feel any better? So Ben, 
Um, I am going for 40. 40. And finally, mm. Mark. Well, I'm going to go with 44.7% on this one, Craig. 44.7. <laughs> so for Danny Wilson, higher or lower than uh, Paul Sturrock's 50%, you were all right to go lower. And his win percentage was 35.8%. Really? So that means Woody. that Woody gets it again, yeah. That's <laughs> bad. The quiz that nobody wants to win and Woody's running away with it. <laughs> sake. What was this okay. like last week? So next one, uh, we've got uh, Steve McMahon. He was manager Yay. from... He was manager from December 1994 to September 1998. Was he higher or lower than Danny Wilson's 35.8%? And we'll start off. We'll start off with you this time, Nick. I don't see any of these names. So it's a hard one. I would say 41. Higher and 41. Woody. What, sorry, what was the comparison? Uh, Danny Wilson was 35.8%. Oh, Steve Milan had a lot of games. Higher. He won quite a few of them. Higher 38. Is that higher? 38. Yeah, that's higher, yeah. Uh, Mark? So, Mm. What was the comparison? Just remind me again, Craig. Sorry, just, that's all right. Just... Um, yeah, that Danny Wilson was <laughs> Danny Wilson was thirty-five point eight. See, I told you ten questions. Thirty-five point eight. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go higher, but not by much. Thirty-six point three. Okay, and Ben. Thirty-six point two. Loving your work. Uh, Ned? I'm going to shit house the shit house. I'm going to say 38.1. And Fifey? It's funny because I was going to go 38.3. Fifey, 38.3. Right, uh, so yeah, uh, Danny Wilson, 35.8%. You were all right to go higher. Steve McMahon's win percentage was 36.8%. So that means that um, you all get a point, but Mark gets the bonus point. Hooray! Mark, 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 Mark. That battle at the bottom between Nick and Ben is very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, wasn't the one I shit out, Stuart. That's it. I'm sorry, I don't mean to go on. Right, so um, next one is um, Phil Brown, who was manager for oh, March, fucking March 2018 to November 2018. Was he, was he higher or lower than Steve McMahon's 36.8%? Sorry, was it me? Oh, sorry, I haven't said who's next. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Woody, you start, mate. Um, 
Too busy scratching egg face chin. Um, <laughs> quite a lot lower, I'm going to say. Just darn lower 30%. 30%. Mark? Uh, higher. 37 32 Ben? Lower 34. Ned? Lower 34.1. Fifey? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can you tell me the tenure again, please? Yes, it was... Um, it was uh, 36.8%, Steve McMahon. That's not what I asked. What was Phil Brown's yeah, How long was he in charge? Oh, sorry. Um, uh, March 2018 to November 2018. Fuck, was it really that long? Completely irrelevant. <laughs> Just trying to gauge the amount of games. Over two seasons. Uh, <laughs> uh, lower. Don't forget the pre-season friendlies. <laughs> lower. 27%. Oh, oh you bastard. <laughs> and oh, finally, Phil. finally, Nick. <laughs> I'll go 33.3. All right, so Mark was the only one to go higher than Steve McMahon's 36.8%, and you were wrong to do so, mate. It was lower, (laughs) and it was 31.3%, which means that... (laughs) Guess who who wins the bonus point again? (laughs) Fucking hell, lads. Pull your fucking finger out, man. (laughs) Time for Woody's roundup. (laughs) He's the very best. (laughs) Little ode to the Toy Story fans out there. Boom. Okay, next up, we've got um, Colin Todd. Who's manager from May 2000 to October 2000. Was he higher... Was he higher or lower than 31.3% for Phil Brown? And we'll start with um, with Mark. Higher, 32.5%. Okay, Ben? Lower, 27. <laughs> Ned? Higher, 38, 38%. Fifey? What was Phil Brown's? Uh, Phil Brown's was 31.3%. 31.4%. I'm now trying to shit out managers against managers. I'm not even <laughs> shit out people against people. This game should be called shit out. Honestly, it really should. <laughs> uh, Nick? I'll go 29.5. Oh, didn't break Colin Todd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was terrible. Okay. He was terrible. So was his he son, was... Andy Tom. Was he? He was shite. Yeah, I don't think he even got into. But he's going to go like 10%. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's definitely lower. That's definitely a case. Definitely lower. Uh, he was awful. I can't even remember any wins under Colin Todd. 2000, wasn't it? Let's say he was here for 20 games. Let's say no more than five wins. 20%. He was shit. 20%. Not a fan, Woody, no? 
No, he was shit. He was awful. Okay, then. <laughs> so, Fifey, Ned, and Mark, you all went higher, and you were wrong to do so. Oh. It the was thing is, lower. that doesn't help anybody because we're all in the battle to face Woody in the final. <laughs> we're all getting it wrong. <laughs> and uh, it, it was lower. And guess who was closest again? Woody! Woody! Oh, yeah. oh, man. 22.2%, Colin Todd. No, Jesus. I, I thought I had shit, it with Robert. 27, you know. I thought I got I it. I knew he was really shit. Like, really shit. Fuck's sake, even when I tried to get too low. <laughs> <laughs> right, so just two more questions to go then, lads. Right. So we've now got, so Colin Todd was 22.2%. Uh, next one up is uh, Ify Onura, who was manager <laughs> from September 2005 to May 2006. Was he higher or lower than Colin Todd? And who did I start with last time? Was it Mark? Can't remember. Yeah, um, uh, we'll start off with you, Fifey. I knew you were going to as well. Do you know what? This one's really hard because, in essence, no manager should be that lower percentage. But I just have a horrible feeling that his is even lower. Um, it can't be lower than 22, surely. I just remember, like, there, there was one particular programme cover of him looking particularly miserable as we've gone about 200 games without a win. <laughs> um... Gut instincts, I suppose. Let's go lower. 21.8%. Can't be lower, surely. Ned? 25%. Ben? Who's the manager again? Uh, if you're Nora. <laughs> if you're Nora. Yeah, wake up, Ben. Big Ron. <laughs> I was looking at my phone. Uh, Big Ron goes. Look at your phone during the quiz. <laughs> oh no, no, I wasn't. I wasn't uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, oh boo! do I was cheating. I'm doing shit at his it. Phone, his phone, obviously, is shit as it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't looking at that. I was checking for the cricket. Um, I purposely uh, put my phone on charge for these. 23. 23. Okay, Mark. I'm going to go 22.9. Oh, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Woody? I think it's higher, but I have no idea how much higher. I'm just going to go 30. Well done, Woody. Nick, go somewhere near 30. No, right. Nick. After um, seeing them lose seven-one away at Forest, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Oh, was that that game? Yeah. So it was not... me. So <laughs> was Nick. One <laughs> percent. Sorry, I didn't catch that, Nick. Twenty-one. Twenty-one percent. Oh, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get Bob on to get this. <laughs> All right, so Ned, Ben, Mark and Woody all went higher. They've got to be right. It can't be lower than 22. Yeah. And you were correct to do so. It was 25% on the nose. (laughs) 
So Ned gets the bonus point. Bang on. Boosh. Wasn't Woody. Wasn't Woody. Hashtag WW wasn't Woody. <laughs> Hashtag Rock okay. okay. So the last, last and definitely least <laughs> is uh is John Sheridan. No oh, oh, God. Who was who was oh, manager flash. from he was manager from November 2020 to April 2021. Was How? He, was he higher or lower than Ifeo Nura's 25%? I vaguely remember him winning three games. So we'll start with um, start with Ben. Ben, ben, Ben's his biggest fan. Oh, I hate John. Um... Please just go zero percent for Bance, Ben. You're not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> no, just for, I don't want to finish bottom, so I'm going to say twenty. He did shit out a few wins. He did shit out a few wins, but we didn't draw many. Twenty-seven goes higher at twenty-seven. Mark, it's definitely higher. Um, I'm just trying to work out which games he won. Yeah. Shouldn't take long. 20, 26, 26. 26.9. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought that'd be right. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Woody. It's one of our worst seasons for losses. So, hmm. what was it? He's 25. Did you say? Yeah, 25. Okay. 23. Oh, Nick. Probably lower. Twenty-one point seven. Oh, I think. <clears throat> right. Okay. Um. Twenty-four point one. And Ned. What did Woody say? 26 point... Uh, Woody said 23. Oh, 23. All right, okay. Mark said 26.9. All oh, right, okay. And I said think 27. That, <laughs> I think that's around about right. I think that's about right. That sounds right. Because the thing is, I had to... um For the Bradford um, pre, uh, pre, uh, preview that we had to do with Chewy on... I looked at a few percentages and I swear it was around about that. So I'm going to say 27. Higher in 27. Damn it. Okay, so, so we had <laughs> Ifeonura at 25%. John Sheridan. Was it higher or lower? So Fifey, Woody and Nick... You were correct. It was lower. It was 24.2%. So that means, Fifey, you get the bonus point. Well, well done, Fifey. And well, incidentally, well, do you know what Paul Hart is? Because he only won one game, didn't he? <laughs> I can tell you that now, yeah, if you want. Yes. Does anyone want to have a guess for fun? Paul Hart. 9%. I'm going 15. 0.8%. <laughs> Nine, nine percent. 
Four point eight. He only won a half. Is everyone out of guess? Nick? Ten. Ten? Nine. No, 8.95. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought this might, might come up. Um, but yeah, uh, poor heart, 9.1%. Officially <laughs> <laughs> the right. worst Swindon Town manager of all time. The I'll just quickly top those those scores up. Right, just have interest while you're doing that. Um, when you're when you're comparing Paul Hart, could you could you tell us how he compared to um, John McGreal? <laughs> <laughs> the legend, it's Swindon Town, John McGreal. Well, wow. the only manager to be undefeated. <laughs> he, I believe he won more games than McGreal, but lost considerably more games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one more game. It was close, head to head. Only won one more game than McGreal, though. Only the one. <laughs> Oh, quality. That was a great game, though, Craig, just while you're totting up. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that, 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 that was blinding. That was blinding. Hey, welcome, who, who welcome. Do, but I'm looking forward to Woody having to defend the indefensible, no matter who he's against. I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to defending the indefensible. <laughs> it's going to be golden. But yeah, I'll, I'll do the scores then. So starting from last place. Oh, um, come on. Come on, Nick. Please have overtaken Ben. Please. Come on, Nick. Yeah, well, come on, think, Nick. I think Mark has been a complete gentleman and has come in last place with 11 yes. points. <laughs> well done, Mark. Fair play, well done, Mark. I'm so happy about that. Then next up, defensible. next up, we have Ben and Nick, both on 12 points. Oh, hey, Nick. Yeah, that'll do. Then we have Ned on 13 points. Mm. So that means that Fifey and Woody are in the final for Defend yes. the Indefensible. What did Woody get, incidentally? I uh, got 17. What did 17. I get? Jesus. Yeah. What did I get? Uh, uh, 14. Oh, I beat Ned by one. Yeah, one point. Yeah, it was that close. I was going to use the poor heart um, one as a tiebreaker, <laughs> but thankfully didn't need that. So, um, as, I, as I said earlier, defend the indefensible. I'm going to read a statement, and it's tailored for the individual pa- panellists. And they've got to defend this statement and back it to the hill. <laughs> What's my one, John Sheridan? <laughs> oh, no, I'll save yours for another time, Ben. <laughs> so um, um, I'll, what we'll do is we'll start with, um, we'll start with Fifey, as he's, a, as he's currently the, the, the runner-up. Right. <laughs> so Fifey, mm-hmm. and I'll read it as you've got to um, read it. I'd okay. rather support Oxford than do MMA. It's oh. for losers. Go on, defend it. I mean, it's obvious, really. Football is the national game uh, of this country, this great country that we live in. Um, I would rather support a football team than... Uh, I'm really struggling with this. You're such a bellend. Um, I, would rather, I would rather support a team of the national game and feel Who? part of the national culture than do something Who? which is essentially promoting violence among young people. There's enough of that out in the street and we don't need it. Uh, and therefore, and it's fucking pain in me to have to say this, I would rather support Oxford than do MMA. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant, Fifey, brilliant. Oh, that was brilliant. 
Go it wouldn't be defend the indefensible ever wise, mate, if it wasn't that excruciating for you. Just wait, <laughs> just wait till you hear Woody's. Oh, Woody's is going to be something anti-girls football, isn't it? Yeah, I'll go. 100% is going to be anti-women. <laughs> and then you're going to take a clip and it's going to go all over social media. Completely out of context. That page is Woody Slate's female. So just to clarify for people who are listening and watching, Woody doesn't actually believe this. Fifey didn't, didn't believe it. You didn't fucking clarify that for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Fifey is an Oxford fan and has a yellow false yeah. wrestling shirt to prove it. Okay, are you, are you ready, Woody? No. <laughs> okay, then. Women's football is boring, and I wish we could go back to the 1960s when it was banned. To be fair, the game is so ridiculously slow. The coaches need to sort themselves out, really. If you're if you're a boys coach, if you're a man coach in a women's game, you're just a pervert. You don't, you know, you know, you're just there's no point watching boring football stuff. You know, you see women trying to play the hard game, their keepers are shit, they can't catch anything. You know, I just don't I don't see the point in it myself. They should just rule it out. Women's Euros, nobody even knows about that. I've got a million sticker book. I don't care about the women's Euros. Um, you know, it's I just don't see the point in it. No, it's uh, really boring to watch, really slow. BBC giving it way too much coverage. Um, and to be honest, it, it, you know, it's only something that Christian would watch. So, <laughs> oh, oh, brilliant. Well, I'm well. to you there, Woody. That's super. I just love it if your new director of football just turned on at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna send a disclaimer through to the group chat now. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were both. They were both brilliant, but um, I'll, I'll have to give the um, the 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 win to um, to Woody for coming Ooh. up with every unfair stereotype <laughs> in women's football that I've heard in in my life. So yeah, that was brilliant, mate. Well, and, and well done to Fifey. That was a very so, close. So to second. clarify. On my own podcast, you've made me say that I would rather support Oxford and still didn't give me the win. Yes. <laughs> to be fair. Like you've done over here. <laughs> to be fair. I've not presented a quiz again, I'll tell you that. What is I your actually, resignation? I actually, <laughs> I actually think yours was, uh, mine was easier, to be fair, just because, like Craig said, there are so many stereotypes I've heard. That's all I went through my head was like, right, what have people insulted women's football about? <laughs> just <laughs> ravel it all up. Yeah, see, even he said mine was harder to do. Yeah, no, and that's and that's it, and that's the uh, yeah. So uh, Woody wins the quiz. And well I'll, done, Woody. Well done, mate. And uh, I'll listen, hand the reins back over to you, Fifey. Uh, Craig, firstly, thanks again. That was very fun. I think we will definitely be making uh, defend the indefensible a more prominent feature within the within the podcast. Um, Absolutely. I have to also say, Nick, thank you very much for your time tonight. It's been an excellent debut. I hope you've enjoyed it. And I, yeah, hope, really uh, I, I hope to see you on again. Yeah, enjoyed it. Thanks very much. Uh, congratulations to Woody. Um, Ned, enjoy Charlton. <laughs> 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 um, and, of course, Ben and Mark, thank you very much for your time. Um, thank you, as always, for whether you've watched, listened, subscribed, commented on our various socials. We appreciate um, every bit of feedback, comment, um, content we get. Um, it, it means a lot to us to know that someone out there is watching or listening. Um, and uh, the last thing for me to say uh, to all you gentlemen and, and the rest of the, the panellists, I look forward to seeing you at the weekend for our sort of post-season stroke pre-season pod night out 
uh, in Swindon. Uh, it should be a right laugh. But from me and from everyone else at Fools Rush In, goodbye. Bye, Fee's on his way to Oxford. <laughs> <laughs>